Chris, tell me about a time you got in the biggest trouble as a kid. Yeah, so me and my best friend Rob, when I was a kid, we thought it'd be a good idea to see if we could make a flamethrower out of an axe spray can yep. and see if it would light a tree on fire in our backyard. Oh. And it did. It's like fully fully erupted? No, it was just a little branch. Yeah. Uh, but my neighbor was not happy. He saw us do that. Oh, man. And uh, he came out with some choice words and called the cops and told uh, told them that we tried to burn his house down. And so we we had a whole bunch of police officers over at our house real quick. And uh, just a little Chris was, is this it modern It was pretty arson. wild. It was pretty wild. Yeah. yeah. That's like... So my dad made us cut the tree up and then... <laughs> Uh, yeah, take it all, take it all down, and then that was it, man. What I mean, about you? What did you get in trouble for as a kid? Well, the first one that came to mind was I, I cheated on a test in fourth grade math test. Oh, you know, no. pulled the pulled the paper out, had it oh, all. Teacher came by. Tyler. I felt so bad when I got home before I could even tell my parents. I ran to the bathroom and threw up. Oh my god! The, the guilt had just riddled it set me. Set in, yeah. Settled in, but did you ever get caught? Well, I, I confessed to myself. Oh, that okay. was the thing. You yeah, I, got, I felt so bad about it that I, I ran home, threw up right away. Oh man, yeah. what'd they do? My parents still grounded me. But okay, yeah. yeah. Did you fail the test or what? Well, I, I then told the teacher, and she let me retake it. My mom made me call her, That's tell grace. the teacher. I was That's awful. called grace. It was grace. Yeah. Very, very kind parents. Very kind teacher. But and you never cheated on a test again. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Weekly Hope Podcast. I'm Tyler Joyner here with Chris Renfro, just discussing um, just some of our thoughts from service on Sunday as we talked through the story of Noah. Chris, I don't know if you have anything uh, just to add or just kind of give an over branch of what uh, we discussed on Sunday. Yeah, we were in Genesis 6 and part of 7 and talking through the story of Noah and the ark as we're just tracking through the book of Genesis and uh, really, overview of the of the sermon was that it's so much more than just a story about a guy building a boat, but it's a story about a man who walked with God. And so as we saw from 1 Corinthians 10, 11, and 12, that the Apostle Paul said these things, that was these stories in the Old Testament and these people that we saw in their lives and their walk with God, they happened to them as an example, but were written down for us for our instruction on whom the end of the age has come. And Paul said in in 1 Corinthians 10, 12, that therefore anyone who thinks he stand, take heed lest he fall. And so I do believe that we can see from the life of Noah and Abraham and Moses and Adam and these stories that we read in the Old Testament, um, a great instruction for our spiritual lives as well. And so a couple things we saw from Noah's life was that he, he walked with God even when he was alone in it, mm-hmm. and um, man, I think it looked very much like there was really no one righteous on the earth in in the days of the flood, and he was very much alone in his walking with God. And verse six there says that he was righteous, he was mm-hmm. blameless, that he walked with God, and then uh, we also saw that he obeyed God when it was difficult. Uh, certainly. Many scholars believe it took close to 100 years to build the ark, yeah. and 
he's out there doing it, you know, not easy, mm. but working and trusting God, uh, as what Hebrews 11 says, which led to the last thing that he trusted God's promise in this first mention of a covenant that we see in the Bible. Um, he trusted God, and he trusted, even back to Genesis 3.15, that this promise that God had made in providing a Savior. Um, so Hebrews 11 talks about how God had, or how Noah had faith in God. And so some of the things that I think that we can learn from Noah's life and apply to our life. So we talked a lot about walking with God and even even in lonely times for us as followers of Christ, we talked what, about what it looked like to obey God and what it looked like to trust God. So that was a little recap of the sermon, and it was a, certainly a great Sunday and a great time. Had some good conversations afterwards. No, for sure. Um, one of the things you'd mentioned was talking about Noah's righteousness. And I think, to be honest, that's something that I don't really think about personally in my own life is this idea of um, being righteous and because of walking with God that we take on a piece of that righteousness or have that kind of shattered through our lives. Um, what do you, what do you think it really means to be righteous? Well, yeah, I think that, you know, righteousness first and foremost for him was that he, he was made right with God. And so as I studied and looked into, you know, the story that a lot of the commentators, a lot of people talked about, you know, that word righteousness talked about his standing with God. The word blameless right afterwards talked mm. about his his moral upright living. Um, and so that not only was he, uh, did he have faith in God, that he trust God, was he made right with God, um, but he also lived a moral life mm. and lived upright um, uh, amongst his peers and others. So I think we see that tw- twofold balance in our life that it doesn't really matter for us how obedient you are, your good thoughts, or your well wishes, or your prayers, or your church attendance, baptism, or any of that stuff doesn't matter if you haven't been made right before God, which is what God desires first and foremost is from us is our is our hearts. But then out of that, like God also wants our 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 lives yeah. to obey Him, to to follow Him, to trust Him, and and to to look like Him and what He has designed for mm-hmm. us in His Word. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, Hebrews 11 is, is huge when it comes to talking about Noah, and particularly that, you know, he, we see that his faith was counted to him as righteousness yeah. um, by trusting in the Lord's promise. No, I think that's great. I think, um, and I've shared this before on the podcast, but I think one of the things the Lord has been showing me lately and revealing to me is more of this type of language in Scripture, is focusing on while we do have um, plenty that we account for in plenty of ways to grow in our sanctification with Him, we also equally have the righteousness of Him indwelling in us. Yep. And I think it's a, a huge encouragement as we walk through life to also focus and remember the good things He's given us and how walking with Him does produce a righteous spirit. Yeah, um, I think it's just encouraging to see and amazing to see, even in the very early days of the Bible and the story of God and where we've come from, we see the same words and language being used. Yeah. Um, one of the things you, you touched on that I thought was, was really good was this idea of walking with God. And so for us, what that looks like is time in His Word and prayer yeah. is how we personally um, walk with God. Um, I know you also said that Prayer has been a big thing that you have seen just the Lord working lately in. Is there anything you'd be willing to share that you've seen just answered prayer lately? Man, God has really been answering some some neat things in terms of um, things that we've just been asking for yeah. with Hope Church and recently and 
even stuff like musicians for our band, mm-hmm. uh, down to those things, asking the Lord to work in people's hearts and getting saved and getting baptized, taking their next step spiritually. And we've seen conversation after conversation almost every Sunday starting to happen uh, in that way, providing kids leaders um, and people just coming to us and saying, hey, we're willing to serve and willing to help. Um, this mission trip that we just led a couple weeks ago and uh, just been praying that God would provide some people to um, to provide for that even. Yeah. And people kind of out of nowhere coming in and stepping in and helping provide resources mm-hmm. to make that happen to support other church plants. And um, it, it really does feel like many of the things that we've just been specifically praying and asking for God to do recently, he has been doing. And I've just been challenged and reminded that, man, the, the greatest work that we can do is ask God to do work. <laughs> yeah. And he often does it. It really so. feels like we get to just sit and watch like the Lord do his work yeah. because of being on this side of prayer. You know, getting to sit and actually ask him for things and pray over our people um, yeah. on, a, on a, a usual and common basis and just see the Lord working in all of his people, is, it really is amazing. Yeah. It feels so just, just special to get to like take part in the work that he's doing. And I think prayer is a really amazing way to get to see what he's doing, you know, on both sides. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so was there anything else in the sermon you didn't get to or any final encouragements you'd like to, to give to our people off of the Sunday? Uh, one of the biggest things from this sermon, and we spent a lot of time talking about it, was just this idea of spiritual loneliness. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of stuck with me. Um, I think was I have conversations with a lot of people in our church and even some yesterday after the sermon. Uh, I, th- I, I think there are a lot of people that are really trying and really want yeah. to want to walk with God. I mean, want to live like a, a deep and rich and full spiritual life, but just feel alone in that and don't have a lot of support, don't have a lot of encouragement, don't have a lot of help, don't really even know where to go next or what next steps to take. And, uh, and I think, to be honest, just probably feel a little bit lonely or alone in that. I think as you look at the life of Noah, uh, you can be encouraged and remember and know that God is working and he's working outside of our circles. Uh, and he's doing more than we realize, uh, across the world. And there's, there's a lot to be concerned and worried about in our world, but there's also a lot of great things happening. And, uh, if you just look across the entire planet, uh, where God is moving and working and a lot of revival is happening and people coming to Christ and mm-hmm. people serving and caring and helping others. Uh, I mean, I think, I think there's just a lot to be excited about and a lot that we can be, uh, be taking part in as a church. And so for those who are lonely in, in their walk, I would just encourage you to plug into a community group, uh, get around people that are seeking the Lord and do whatever you got to do to make that happen and make it a priority. We say that community is not found, it's built, and it takes time and intentionality and, uh, and, and takes you being vulnerable and sharing your struggles and your life. And, um, you know, I think as you seek that out, God will provide people in your life that can encourage and help, uh, help you grow. And so, but I just want people to walk away from our services encouraged and excited to continue pursuing the Lord, walking with Him, uh, living a righteous life before God, but also living blameless and upright among 
a world that we shine as lights in a dark world as we look, talk, think, live differently. That's great. I loved the illustration you finished the sermon with showing the picture of the statue of Atlas and how easy it is for us to feel like we just have the weight of the world on our shoulders, but to see just how humbled we are to see that it fits so easily in the palm of, of God's hand. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Was at Rockefeller Center this past week, and you see that, you know, the famous statue of Atlas holding the weight of the world on his shoulders, and right across the street is a cathedral, and there's a boy Jesus holding the world in the palm of his hand, and I think we just can be reminded that you know, God really is in control. He he spoke the world into existence. Um, nothing surprises him. Nothing's outside of his control, and... Um, and he's working, and so we can rest in him. We can rest and trust in him and, um, and be encouraged to, to continue to pursue him, uh, to spend time with him, and to see what he does. Mm-hmm. So hope that encourages you as you listen to the sermon, as you listen to this podcast, um, that we as a church, we, we love you. We love people. We want to see people grow deeper in their walk with Jesus. And we want to see people sent out to live on mission so that others who are experiencing brokenness and pain and, and the darkness of this world can come and experience the light and the life that comes through Jesus Christ. And so that's what we're all about as a church. We say we exist to make and send disciples of Jesus Christ. And uh, it's been so neat just in these past couple months to see disciples being made and disciples being sent to go do a great work for the Lord here in North Atlanta. It really is fun. Um, So let's just take the last couple minutes and just look towards what all we have coming up in the month of November here with Hope Church, if you want to share for a bit. Yeah, we have a few fun things happening in the next couple of weeks. Um, This coming Sunday is a Sunday called Stand Sunday, and we're going to be really launching our adoption foster care ministry. Um, We're going to be providing some very practical needs for some kiddos in need, and so... Hope you can make it this Sunday as we really do have a heart to champion and to care for those in need and particularly hurting kiddos. And so that's this Sunday. Um, The following Sunday, we'll have a guest preacher, a good friend and mentor of mine. And then at the end of the month, we'll have another guest preacher, uh, Pastor Johnny Hunt, that will be here and uh, be preaching as well. So a lot of fun things happening in the month of November, and then we'll be into Advent and uh, have our Christmas Eve service on the 24th at 5 p.m. So uh, you'll want to come be a part of that as well. So can't wait for the next few weeks and to see what God continues to do in and through Hope Church. Well, that's all we have for you guys this week. Um, If you have more information or would love to see more about what we do, you can check us out on our website, www.hopechurchjc.com, to find out more. We hope you have a blessed week.